0: Starting with WAP. Oh, let's start over. Oh, that's so much better. Oh, I hate the world today. So much better. You're so good to I know, just give Meredith Brooks a minute to get us on the right track. Look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath Innocent and sweet Yesterday I cried Must have been relieved to see the softer side I had a couple fights on Facebook I can And then I thought of this song so Yeah! Way to the chorus! The so good! Little, little bit of everything All rolling into one Theater, I'm oh it's so good. I'm That's better. You, you don't want it any other way. Do you? So you Alright, enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. That song was the number one song in August of 1997. What were you doing in 1997 in August? I was I was in high school with my face exposed, walking down the hallway in my Abercrombie pants, wishing my parents would buy me an A4. They later did. I bet they feel pretty stupid about that now. Like, let's buy our daughter (laughs) like a, I mean, I don't even know how much cars, those kind of cars cost them, but that was like the hot car if you were like a spoiled brat, like an A4. And I remember my dad was like, you can have, I'll get this. You can't have, like, the real leather seats. We're going to do, like, the leatherette. Because I'm, I'm refusing to go down that road with you. I was like, whatever, it's fine, who cares? Oh, my God. Those were good times, man. My Abercrombie and Fitch pants. That song, Bitch, was, like, a big... That was pretty scandalous back in 1997. That someone was saying bitch on the radio. Now we're talking... We're talking wop. I won't even say the word... I won't even say it out loud. It's disgusting. I'm just saying WAP because it's just it's so gross, but I've listened to <laughs> I've listened to that song WAP probably I think it came out a week ago. I think I listened to it like night like 97 times or something. Um not in the car with my kids, just like alone on my walk in the morning. <laughs> on my own walk. WAP. The beginning is good. Megan Thee Stallion is great. It's just it's so funny. It's actually pretty clever. And everyone's in an uproar about WAP. I don't know why. I mean, men have been talking about disgusting stuff in their songs for years. Male rappers and... You know, in the 80s, I don't know if you... Like, go look up, like, a heavy metal song. Every song is about an old guy teacher with a young girl. It's disgusting. So, I mean, the fact that she's doing this is, like, totally fine with me. At least it's not, like, pedophile stuff. Anyway, so I was in... Was in like 10th grade or something in 1997, blowing my droplets everywhere as I walked down the hall in my carefree life. Anyway, so I got a few comments this week. Oh, you're talking about your life and politics and the DNC. You're gonna make some me You know, my mom was like, everyone's and I was gonna like that. You know, you know, what? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks of me anymore. I don't care. I don't leave my house. What are you going to do? Write me an email? Oh, Sarah, Who cares? I don't care. It's like, remember when Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes? And he was just like such a prick to all the celebrities, which I loved. But he was like, then they gave him, they gave him help. They're so mean. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. You're all pedophiles. That's how I, that's how I feel. You're all pedophiles. I don't care. Just like Ricky Gervais. Anyway, use a little fast forward hour if you don't want to hear my... Rundown of the RNC this week because it's good. But you, sh- if you don't want to listen to it, don't don't do it. I don't care. Anyway, but I listen to both. I listen to everyone else talk about politics. Every party I go to, I'm seated next to some person that's some whatever opposite of what I am, and I sit there and smile politely, and I'm like, yeah. and I, what? I don't want to hear it. You don't make a podcast. I don't want to hear it when I'm out getting a drink. It's like, Shut up. I don't care everyone hates Trump it's boring talk about something else so I popped off last night on Facebook again I'm getting a lot of hate and I don't know if you've noticed but I changed the name of my little project here I changed it to so inappropriate because someone thought that what I said was so inappropriate Um, a lot of what I say is so inappropriate and you know what Fine, I, I'll own it. I'm gonna wear it like a crown. I'm gonna monetize this. No. Shut up! The dog is. Shush! You insist on being in here, and then you can't stop making noise. Be quiet. Anyway, um, yeah. So now it's gonna be so inappropriate because, I'm I am a mother, but I'm so I'm so much more. No, I I just I don't talk about mom stuff, and I don't want to really. So let's get, let's get rid of that it's stupid. It didn't even rhyme anyway. It's dumb. Um, anyway. So, hello, haters. Good morning. I don't like this. I don't like the whole, like, I feel like everyone's, like, telling on everyone. Like, oh, are you quarantining? Or was, oh, I went to Cape Cod. Was that on the list? Someone asked me. Is that on the list? I'm like, was it on the list? Why don't you go to hell? That's where it is on the list. And even if it was, I don't need an answer to your ass. So leave me alone. Okay? I can go to ShopRite. It's not on the list. But I just, I feel like. Even if people go places that are on the list, it, they're going to be, like, looking behind their, sh- looking over their shoulder for their neighbors to tell on them. It's just, it's crazy. Like, I know you have to do it and everything, but I just, I don't like this whole, like, someone's always, someone's always, oh, here's your mask. Like, just stop. Like, just, everyone just, just chill. Stop worrying about other people right now. Stop worrying about other people in general. Worry about your family and worry about yourself. And if someone's not wearing a mask, just, like, if you don't like it, just walk away. Their droplets are not gonna you're not gonna get coronavirus by walking past someone in a hallway I mean, give me a break ridiculous just I understand it's it is what it is I'm a rule follower I follow rules but like I don't don't comment people just just worry about yourself okay whatever anyway um what else what else what else I just I'm just I I sound so bitter but I just I remember, remember the beginning like March fifteenth. Do you remember when we were watching Tiger King? Like, doesn't Tiger King feel like eight years ago? Like, I don't even think I can watch it now. I think I would get like a a rash from. I I'm gonna have PTSD from this. I don't wanna. I, like, I wouldn't even think it was funny. But Tiger King was. so... Tiger King was cute. Zoom happy hours all so cute. So cute. My husband is still getting invited to Zoom happy hours with his office, and he does them. He's like drinking his beer on this. I'm like that is so dumb. Like, just. Ah, oh, well, who? It's not cute anymore. Oh, look at it! No, it's stupid. Everyone's talking over each other. Oh God, I can't wait till that goes away. Let's do a puzzle. No, shut up. Anyway, I watched some of the RNC. Um, you know, a lot of people hate them, but I I will say I feel like the, the Republican Party has really clear they have a very clear message like you can sum up their point of view in half a sentence and i think that you know i'm a former a former marketing person but i feel like the democrats are like we hate trump and that's not a platform you know their platform their platform is like their position is like we'll get trump out whatever whatever we need to do like that's not enough for me that's not engaging for me that's like okay fine everyone hate, hates the guy but what do you what do you stand for? And I feel like that message is very muddled with the Democrats, but the Republican message is very loud and clear. Whether you agree with it or not, they they have a very clear message, and it was a much better production value than the DNC. I just, that might be because they came second and they sort of learned what the Democrats didn't do very well. But there's no there's no like diehard Joe Biden fans. You know what I mean? Like I don't. At least I haven't seen any, but people just love Trump. I mean, people love the guy. He has fans. There, there are signs. There are people get tattoos. There are boats. I saw boats in Cape Cod with like the flag off the back. Like I, I, even with Obama, I don't think I ever saw anything like that. It's, it is a phenomenon. And I know I, I'm telling you, I get why people don't like him. And it's, it's, I get why I get everything. I understand all sides of everything, but I really have never seen anything like this. I mean, my brother lives in Ohio and he's like, you can't walk down, you can't drive down the street without seeing every, everyone has a sign, whether it's Biden, Harris, or like where I live, people don't really do that, but it's crazy. I don't know. Anyway, if there was a candidate that would just say, I will leave you alone to conduct your life as you please and I will bring everything back to normal, I would I would put a sign on my lawn for that person, but I don't. I haven't heard that yet, so I don't know. Did anyone see Kimberly Guilfoyle's speech? She was. Um, people are saying she was high. I just. I think she was just like amped, and I think it's. I think it's really hard to get enthusiasm for a, like a no audience rally. I mean, it's just. I think she was just like ah, it was like four Red Bulls. That's what I would have done. I would have taken four Red Bulls and just gone for like ran five miles and then, ah, you know, and that's kind of what she did. Um her sad th- The best is yet to come! Like it was oh okay, gotcha. Like she's she was smiling and screaming at the same time, which I don't know how long girlfriend had to have her hot rollers in and looking in the mirror trying to do that, but I was like, whoa, she can smile and scream at this. I mean it's crazy. Like what it what if, <laughs> what do you think Kimberly Guilfoyle thinks a WAP? Get a get a bucket and a mop! The best is yet to come! <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's, she's baffling to me. Did, did, I didn't know this. Well, I did know this and I forgot. She used to be married from married to Gavin Newsom. Newsom or Newsom? Whatever. He was the mayor of San Francisco, which is like the most liberal city probably in the world. Definitely in America, but possibly in the world. Um, He was the guy that, he's like responsible for legalizing gay marriage. He's got really good hair. So I think like, I think they were just like, I don't know if she was ever a Democrat or, like, a liberal or anything, but he's he's extremely left, and she's extremely – I mean, look at her. She's screaming, ah, that's a cop. She's couldn't be more on the right now. So I – and they were married for quite a while. So is can you be married to someone that fundamentally disagrees with you? I don't think so. I Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's never – she's never given an interview where she's like, oh, I switched from here to here, but I don't know how – Maybe they just bonded over being good-looking, and maybe they just had, like, a very active love life. And they were, like, angry after a fight about gay marriage, and they just, I don't know. But I, I, it's, it's, and now she's dating Trump Jr. Like, what? How do you go from Gavin Newsom to Trump Jr.? Jeez Louise. Then Tiffany Trump came out. Like, and I, for a second, I'm not I'm not even kidding. I thought she was Stormy Daniels. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's Tiffany Trump. I don't know. She was, I don't know what she's talking about. I think she talked something about how she still studies and works, even though she's rich. I don't know. Who cares? I don't need to hear from her. Um, Melania came out. I I enjoyed hearing from her, actually. I think if one person can bring humanity to, to our president, it's got to be his wife. And I hate... That people make fun of her accent, I think that is so like that's just low. she can't help the way she talks it I mean I' you can't make fun of the way people talk. that's awful. I don't know, it's cheap, but i i I want to hear more about the, <laughs> the inner workings of their marriage, but she didn't really give that up she 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 tried I think she did a good job. She didn't borrow from Michelle or Steele from- Michelle, Michelle Obama this time, so that was good. It sounded pretty original. I don't know, I think she's. I think she's pretty eloquent. I, I didn't mind hearing from her. Um, Eric Trump, who cares? The son, who cares? Who cares? The rest wasn't interesting to me. They didn't have that dumb celebrity thing that the Dean, like they didn't have Billie Eilish, like who cares? I don't even think Billie Eilish is old enough to vote. Um, They did have John Voight, which I mean, it, to my 78 year old father, John Voight, he's like Hollywood royalty. I don't, uh, he's not like moving the dial for me. So I don't know. The rest of it was fine. There was apparently some young Republican guy that everyone was impressed by, but I watched it and I was impressed by it and then I promptly forgot his name and I didn't even remember it long enough to write it down. So maybe I'll put it in the notes. I just can't even fucking remember the guy's name. Next week, yeah, should it should be out by next week. A friend of mine worked on a documentary. It's also going to be on HBO Max um, called Class Action Park. It's about Action Park. If you've grown up in the, in the tri-state area, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Action Park was a, I guess it was like an amusement park, but it was like jacked up. It was like things, no helmets. They would like shoot you out of cannons, whatever. And they had so many lawsuits against them by the late 90s. They had to shut down. But I remember going to Action Park and my mom had to sign like 50 releases. And I remember being like, this "Is this okay. Like, but it was fine. I, I remember going to Action Park with like day camps. And I would look at the ride and be like, oh, no fucking way. Like, I'm not doing any of that. So I would just walk around the park, like, drinking Slurpees all day. Because I was like, there's no way I'm going to, like, be catapulted into the parking lot with no helmet. Like, no way. Anyway. um, I just finished watching Indian Matchmaking on Netflix. And I feel like it's, uh, it it was really good. But I feel like that's, like, a story of... Of its own, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for next week. But and the thing I wanted to get into today is really good. So can we save any? I know you're everyone's already watching. Maybe no one cares. I don't know. I'll think about it. But I'm I'm gonna bump that. So today's today's main story was gonna be myself and a guest who's a really good friend of mine and a very good, very well well known, well respected nutritionist, and we were gonna talk about the F factor. So the F factor. Is a diet, and it's created by a very famous Instagrammy, influencery nutritionist. She's actual RD called um, Tanya Zuckerbrot, and I know you have all heard of her. And if you haven't, look her up. She's on the F factor on Instagram. Her name is Tanya Zuckerbrot. She's personally, I feel like she's an Instagram genius. She has made over 30 million dollars marketing her diet over the last 10 years. She's a very rich woman. Um, it's been very popular. Every single woman that's been in my town is like, oh, I have Factor." Well, I never did it really. Um, I bought the book and then I, I tried it for like a week, like her actual like book diet and it was, I was very hungry and cranky and I I was like, I can't do this. So I kind of like put it to the side and didn't think about it again. Well, I want to say it was like a month, uh, two months, six weeks ago. Um, I, I went somewhere and it was recommended to me to try her shakes and her diet didn't work for me, but the idea of putting fiber, the F factor it's F factor. So it's fiber factor. Um, that diet, appe- the, the shakes were appealing to me cause I was like, well, maybe I can get more fiber into my diet just by using these shakes. You know, I don't have to eat these disgusting, she kind of pushes these disgusting crackers that have fiber in them. And I, I didn't like all the food on the book diet. So I was like, I'm going to try this. So, my story with the F-Factor smoothie is that I did have a lot of adverse side effects, which is kind of what this scandal that I'm going to tell you about is about. So, on Monday, an article was published in the New York Times called The Great Diet Crash. And it was a profile on this woman named Emily Gellis, who's actually a fashion influencer on Instagram. I had never heard of her prior to... Um, her f-factor involvement, but that's not it. She's huge. It's not it's because I don't care about fashion, but she's huge and I started following her Because one of my friends hi Tara her husband went to high school with her and she said you got to start following this chick and This is crazy. So I did so Emily Gellis is an Instagram influencer She lives in the New York area I think she's in the Hamptons and the city and stuff and for most of the summer in the spring She has detailed her followers or experiences following the f-factor diet so again, the F-Factor diet is a high-fiber, low-calorie diet plan made famous by Tanya Zuckerbrot, who I will refer from now on as TZ because I can't be Tanya Zuckerbrot. It's too much. So TZ. She's made herself famous with these diet Clients have paid over $25,000 to follow her plan, including Megan Kelly, Katie Couric, and up until recently, she was the official dietitian to the Miss Universe organization, which to me is like the biggest fucking red flag. Like, I don't want to go the dietitian for the Miss America Pet. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Um, her empire includes books, bars, shakes. Um, it's reliant on these crackers that are called Gigi crackers. They're high-fiber crackers. Very little exercise. Three books. Multiple recipe recipe books. Um, if you go on her website, she's got very goofy merch with her hideous logo on them. Crop tops. I mean, I don't know anyone who would ever want her a crop top with the name of their diet. They are following on it. Like, how lame. I don't think that's cool at all. Like, that's worse than those... Um, like people that were Soul Cycle shit everywhere. I saw a woman wearing a Soul Cycle T shirt, like with a blazer out to dinner once. I was like, "You're such a loser!" Like, they should be paying you to advertise. I was so stupid. Why are you paying to advertise sling on yourself and that you're, oh my god, the bike, my bike cult, so dumb, huh? whatever. I mean, I, but I think an F Factor T shirt is even stupider. Um, she sells little, little plastic holders for the Gigi Crackers. So that you can put them in your purse. Because they crumble everywhere. They are like $18 each. And an intentions bracelet. Which she says will honor your intentions as you reach for the bread basket. Oh, okay. So I guess it's like on your hand. So like if you're reaching for something, you'll be like, oh no, I can't eat that. Thank you, F-Factor. And my intention bracelet. She has a partnership with Bloomingdale's to sell her products, including the bars and the shakes. Tanya Zekerbrat, TZ, is forty eight and is extremely wealthy. She has a twenty two million dollar apartment. She's always on trips to Europe, and she's currently quarantining in Florida. Um, since the beginning of Emily Gallis's campaign, oh, by the way, Emily Gallis, the blogger, let me go back to this, the influencer. Since like the mi- the middle of the spring, she's been posting on her Instagram, people writing in and and detailing their horrific experiences with these shakes. So like, bloating, gas. Diarrhea, kidney stones, um, colon distress, like severe colon distress. People have been going to the hospital and getting parts of their colon removed. Um, Just horrible, horrible headaches, hair falling out, horrible things, rashes. So, since Emily Gallus is starting to do this, Zuckerbrot ignored it at first. And her husband, whose name is Anthony Westreich, a corporate real estate investor, have claimed that they've been bullied and harassed as a a result of Mrs. Gallus's posts. Zuckerbrot, over the weekend, Revealed that she retained Lanny Davis, who was the, once the special counselor to President Bill Clinton in the White House. And he recently defended Michael Cohen. Um, okay. Zuckerbrot didn't pay attention to the claims posted on Ellis', Gallus' Instagram at first. But now she's starting to fight back. And she actually has sent trolls to torment this woman, Emily Gallus. They'll call her a liar, call her, call her a bully. I mean, a bully calling you a bully. It's like, really? Um... And I have to say, I, I've read every single one of them for months, and Emily Gellis takes it in stride, and she's just like, you yeah, know, whatever, like, come at me. So, good for, I mean, if it were me, I probably would have chickened out and, and, and stopped. But she has kept on. She has spoken to numerous media outlets about it. It has exploded this week because of the New York Times article. And I think there was an article in The Cut yesterday, which kind of said the same stuff as the New York Times article. Um, Zuckerbrot has defended herself saying that she has... 176,000 sales and only 50 formal complaints and insists her products are safe. So if she has 176,000 sales at 40 bucks a pop, that's $8 million of sales. Of which she's probably kept four or five. So that's pretty good. She's made a lot of money. and And it's a lot of our money. I mean, every woman I know has been on this diet or is currently on this diet, including me. I got my money back. I got my 40 bucks back, but... Um, Gallus' posts until recently have been completely anonymous. She literally posts... I mean, there at this point, there must be thousands. I mean, she posts probably 50 a day. And now people are like, no, use my name. Fuck this chick. Like, we gotta get her. Um, partly because Tanya, Tanya Zuckerberg, TZ, has has never apologized. She's never admitted any wrongdoing. Which I think is wrong, but we'll go into that in a second. There was one part of the scandal where... Somebody wrote to Gellis and said that she had had a miscarriage. So Emily Gellis posted it and was like, this is so awful. And people are like, oh my God. so I mean, it's so sad. People were rallying around her. It was later revealed that to Instagram and Eva Chen, who's I believe is the head of marketing for Instagram. She's huge. She used to be the editor-in-chief of Lucky. So she got involved in this too. I mean, there's so many people involved in this. But basically they revealed that that person's story was fake. So, what they did was, Tanya got this woman to write to Emily, plant the story, and then later reveal it to be fake. So, not only to discredit her even more, which is so fucking sick. Like, who makes, a, who makes up a story about a miscarriage? Like, that, that to me is just the most disgusting thing. So, anyway. Um, Zuckerberg recently told the New York Times for this article... About Emily Gellis. I believe in her mind she thinks she's helping people, and the lifestyle I lead is poisoning everyone and giving them anorexia. But she's a fashion blogger. She doesn't work for the World Health Organization. If this was Barbara Walters or John Stossel, maybe I would have paid attention sooner. But this is a young woman with no credentials in health or wellness or clinical experience. The girl sells clothes for a living. Ouch. Okay, the last time I checked, John Stossel didn't work for the World Health Organization either. But whatever. Maybe so. But Ms. Gallus is so invested in her followers' health that she basically devoted her time to getting the word out about the F-Factor, and she demands demand answers from, from TZ and the F-Factor. So far, until this morning, they have basically remained silent, except for defending themselves. Today on the Today Show, TZ, reporting live from Delray Beach, Florida, looking fabulous, as she always does, presented a COA, which is a Certificate of Authenticity, I believe from a food like food company that that like analyzes products. So she had her chocolate protein powder analyzed and there were traces of heavy metals in there as people were people had been insinuating from the beginning that there was tons of lead in the products and you know all kinds of fake shit that were making people sick. The mistake I think she made on the Today show is she only released the um, certificate, oh, it's a certificate of analysis. Sorry, certificate of analysis, not authenticity. That's something else. Certificate of analysis. She only released the COA for the vanilla, pro- I'm sorry, for the chocolate protein powder. F Factor protein fiber powders come in three flavors chocolate, vanilla, and unflavored. The vanilla is by far the most popular, according to Emily Gellis and basically everyone I talk to. People buy the vanilla. The chocolate is probably the second, and the third is the unflavored. So, and the unflavored is basically used for the F-Factor to add to recipes to make, to add fiber and protein to, like, normal recipes, and then, like, lower the net carbs. So there's all these, like, if you look on the F-Factor website, there's all these disgusting recipes, like, there's one for French onion soup where you add scoops of the powder. Like, how fucking disgusting is that? Or, like, penne vodka, and then you add... You know, scoops of this powder. So it's it's just gross. I mean, who who's gonna do it? It's disgusting. Anyway, so I I thought it was shady that she took the least popular powder and then tested that one. So and who's to say she didn't like pre-test it and then take it back again and then showed that analysis? Like it just it. Anyone that conducts their own like independent analysis and brings it forward themselves, I'm like, well, okay, I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt because. That doesn't mean that that's the batch that you got a year ago when you got sick. so i'm calling I'm calling half bullshit on that. and the c o a revealed that basically there were trace metals of trace amounts of metals in her uh, chocolate protein powder. So not the you know overwhelming amounts of lead that people have been insinuating for months. so trace trace metals are safe for consumption. And anything that has anything remotely plant-based in it will have trace metals. So, like, apple juice has trace metals in it. Rice has trace metals in it. Lettuce has tons of trace metals in it because it literally sits on top of a bunch of soil. And it's, it's fine. Um, many, many, many things, organic or not, will have trace metals. So, and that was basically her, like, big admission. They didn't go into the fact that there was insane amounts of fake fiber added to her shake... She didn't address any of that, and she basically just said, "I regret." And this is a quote. She said, "I regret not releasing this sooner." Well, I regret not releasing this sooner is not. I'm sorry for thousands of people reportedly getting sick. So I thought it was a cop out. I thought it was just. It was a it was a milk toast event. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. And again, I'll I'm gonna say it again. I think there is so much to just say. I'm sorry. I messed up. I will pull the powder. She could have saved her entire business. I, I find her very uncredible now. She doesn't take any sort of responsibility for anything. I mean, even at Nordstrom, if you like... If you... You can return a pair of shoes that you've worn for a year. And they'll take them back and be like, We're so sorry these didn't work for you, miss. Like, for for customer service, and especially with people's health, like you have to be willing to eat shit a little bit. And she just hasn't. She just refuses to do it. I think... She could have come back in two years. She could have taken the powder off the market, said, We're gonna reformulate. We're so sorry. We will make this right for you. Refunded a bunch of people, taken the hit. She still has 22 billion other dollars. Like you can lose three. It's fine to save your whole life. She could have come back in two years with a whole new approach and it would have been fine. But she just she's chosen a double down and I think she's done. I'm sorry, I think she's done. I, I don't think that there's any coming back from this. So my experience with the shakes is this. I bought a bag, as I mentioned before, of the vanilla protein powder. And it's protein. It's whey protein. It's fiber that I believe is like synthetic fiber. It's not just like psyllium husks or the natural stuff. It's something synthetic, which is like basically, I don't know. It could be like ground up fingernails. I don't know. But my experience with the shakes is I drink one every for four, two scoops of the powder with fruit and almond milk whatever for about four or five weeks and over time I developed I ha, first of all had my stomach was extended like six feet in front of me my son asked me if I was pregnant and it was just the bloating was just so uncomfortable all the time and they say on the I actually went on the website to see what I could do about it and they're like you just have to drink water well I drink water so if you're bloated and on top of that you're drinking water I was like a bag full of like air and water. It was disgust. I just felt horrible. And the good news is is you're not hungry all day long because you just feel like like a pincushion like full of ugh, like stuffing. It's disgusting. And then you finally get hungry on dinner and you're fine. But you can't get rid of what's inside of you. And it's very frustrating and you just you can't like I couldn't button my pants and like my face look weird. Then my I got this weird sort of like bumpy, not acne on my forehead, but it was like this bubbly like, it just looked like some, it just looked like bumpy skin. It was so weird. It wasn't even a rash, didn't itch, but it looked like dandruff like on the front of my forehead. And like if I put makeup on my face, you could, it would like get all like crumbly and weird. It's just so gross. And on top of that, I, my hair was falling out and then... I had this gross thing where I only had it after I gave birth to both my children. So it was like a postpartum thing for me. When even after you wash and like if you wash your hair really well and then you dry it, you'll see, like even right after taking a shower, you have like really greasy roots and your hair, the end is really dry. And my hair was falling out. And I remember after I gave birth to both my kids, my doctor said, oh, that's like just a hormonal thing and you'll get through it. So I'm thinking, once I started connecting, I thought this is, again, I will say, I thought this was like the COVID uglies, but I, I'm connecting all these things. And it seems that the fiber, the, oh, the excess of fiber is a hormone disruptor, which makes a lot of sense because I had a hormone disrupting event with my hair and my acne and the bloating is another issue, but that's when I kind of got scared and I was like, I have to throw this shit away because if I'm getting like symptoms that I had when I was postpartum like weird, not good, so the, and and the minute I stopped the minute I stopped taking the protein powder, my hair went back to normal within a day, my skin is clearing up, my bloating is way down. I lost like six pounds of the seven that I gained from being on the shake, which is basically all water weight, I think, and like the result of my never going to the bathroom like more than once a week it, it was horrible, and I, I to lose weight, I just I'll say it again. Like, the the reason why I felt so that I needed to buy the shake and start eating healthy is because basically I've been spending six months, like, crying and eating cake over the garbage can, and that's going to end. I think that's going to stop, and I think I think my, my health level is going to normalize, so I don't need to be on the F factor, and things are going to go back to normal. So anyway, so my friend, she decided to pass on this, but she did give me some notes, so... Basically, the sum of what what we we're going to discuss was basically that the, she felt that the diet, the diet, not the shakes or the packaged shit, like the actual idea of the F-factor diet, she, she really was like, this is fine. I've been recommending something similar to this to my clients for a long time. As long as you titrate yourself into eating more amounts of fiber, slowly. So like... You don't just, like, go whole hog and eat a shitload of Gigi crackers. You're going to get sick. You're gonna Your stomach is going to expand like crazy, and you could drink water all day long, and you will get constipated. It'll be a nightmare. So she said, if you're not used to eating a bunch of fiber, she said, look up for your body weight, and the amount, like, on the food pyramid for the FDA. Look how much they recommend for women of your height and weight um, per day, and make that a goal for you. And, you know, whether you do it with macros or whatever, just make sure you get that many grams of A fiber a day and she said start with adding it to your breakfast do that for a week then the next week you add it to breakfast and lunch do that for two weeks and then to you know on and on so do it slowly so you're not you don't get these like crazy because going back to my greasy hair and my hair falling out uh fiber too much fiber in your diet like an overdose of fiber is actually a hormone disruptor so i mean i have proof i have acne i have that's kind of gone now but i had acne I had the greasy hair my hair falling out. I felt anxious. And all of that is like exactly how I felt postpartum. And that's completely, I mean, that is so scary to me that a shake could do that too. but it did. And I thought it was like COVID ugly, but it, I, it, the only thing that, cha- I, the minute I cut that shake out, everything went away, it's, it's incredible. So I'm a believer, I, I think Tanya Zuckerbrot is wrong here. I digress. So she thinks, that, my friend thinks that the F, the fiber factor diet, if you, if you leave out all her bullshit about 1200 calories, just eat the way you want to and add fiber to your diet and you, your body will move things through the system faster, you'll feel full more. And that's the whole basis of the F factor diet, right? Like she wants you to feel full eating low calorie, high fiber things so that you're not like gorging on pancakes and shit. So that she said was good and safe and whatever. What she doesn't like is the shakes and the bullshit and whatever. Um, if you like shakes, obviously do not buy the F Factor shakes. My friend recommended two clean shakes that she's seen great results with with her clients. There's no whey protein in them. Whey protein is a huge is a huge problem in protein shakes. It's in almost every protein shake. It's a milk derivative protein, so it's if you have any sort of trouble with dairy this is like dairy on crack. So like, I I personally don't have a problem with dairy. I don't eat it a lot. You know, I don't drink milk anymore. I'm a fucking adult. But um, when I did this F-Factor shake, has a huge amount of whey protein in it, plus the fiber. So it's like a double whammy to your system. So she was like, my friend said, please avoid shakes that have the whey protein. So two brands do the protein shake really well. One is The Beauty Chef, which is an Australian brand. So. Overseas brands for protein for supplements and protein shakes are superior to the U.S. in the in the U.S. the FDA basically pass everything. Like they don't regu- regulate supplements, which I think is I did not know that. That's scary. So like any asshole like Tanya Zuckerberg, Zuckerbrot, whatever, um, can if it's basically safe. I mean, you could sell a bag of sawdust and say that it will make you lose weight, which I think is what she did. So the Beauty Chef is manufactured in Australia. It has really clean ingredients. Um, The protein is safe. It's not whey protein. There's no added fiber. It's all clean ingredients. It's actually so clean and pure you have to keep it in the fridge. I've used it for over a year. I love it. I'm going to go back to that. Um, So the Beauty Chef, it comes in vanilla and chocolate. They taste great. They don't give you any sort of stomach distress. Like I said, I've used them for over a year. Off the top of my head, I don't know what the protein... I think it's pea protein... I want to say it's all plant-based. It's awesome. And it doesn't taste like fa- It's really good. It's expensive. It's about $70 per canister, which I think if you use it, they recommend two scoops, I really just use one so I can get like 2 months out of it if I drink it every day, which I don't, but um the beauty shop is really top quality. You can get on Amazon. You can also like weirdly get on anthropology.com. Anyway, and their website. They ship from Australia, but theres they do have a US distributor through Amazon. And weirdly, anthropology. The other shake we recommend is iHeart Macros. They are a private company run by a couple. I think they're in California. But it's um, a really low calorie my, macro. I'm not like really a macro person, but it's um, supposedly like a perfect balance of protein, fat, and carbs. Keeps you full, you can use it in recipes, et cetera, et cetera. So I heart macros, protein powder, very clean, very easy on the tummy. Won't hurt your body. Anyway, that is the that's the deal with the F Factor. And my symptoms might not be yours. I've talked to many people I talked to someone at the um when I worked out today, the person that recommended the protein shakes from the F Factor to me, and he was like, I don't know. I've never had one problem. So I don't know. But it's It weirdly seems like it's all women. So I wonder if it's like hormone-related or something. I don't know. I will say, though, I as a former marketer, I am floored by the way she has handled this. I mean, this woman is worth, like, if you have a $22 million apartment, you're probably worth $50 million, maybe. Like, just apologize, bitch. Like, just... I mean, it's like PR 101. Who is doing her PR? Because they suck. I mean, a couple of people are like, who's doing her PR? I'm like, I don't know. But I really just think, I know you have to protect your brand. And I get that. Like, I she, This is all she's got. She's got to go whole hog here. But you have to say, I'm sorry. Just say, I fucked up. I'm so sorry you're all sick. I'm so sorry you've had these reactions to my powder. I will do better. I will look into this. I will pull it and do something new and make it better than ever. But instead, she's doubled down and called people liars and said she's been bullied. I mean, it's just – no. Like, just take – even if it's like – it's like customer service. Just say, I'm sorry, I'll I'll do better. I mean, you can't ignore thousands of people that have said the same symptoms. And, I mean, do you think some blogger – I'm sorry, she's not a blogger – an Instagram influencer – I mean, Emily Gellis is going to sit there for months and make this up. Like, who has time for that? No. I really think she's doing a noble thing. I think she's, like, put her fashion stuff where she makes money to the side. And she's trying to help these women have a voice. And this week it went from anonymous to people are now posting their names. So I think that's why my friend is a nutritionist, got scared. Because she's a nutritionist in the city. We're going to do, like, a Zoom call. And she was just, like... I I don't want the I don't want a phone call from a lawyer like I don't want to talk about this. So she just gave me those two protein shakes. Um, hope that's helpful. But anyway, I I Tanya I just I even saw in the I thought today on the t she was gonna say I'm sorry and announced that she was pulling her products and maybe taking them off the market for a while and she could have gone away for like nine months to a year and come back better than ever and she just again she just will not stop. And I, I think it's a horrible move because she could lose everything. I think she is going to lose everything because she's had plenty of opportunities to, to, to make it right. And she hasn't. I, if everyone's saying you're dead, lay down and she, mm, I don't know. I think she's, maybe she's a narcissist. I don't know. Some people just can't say, I'm sorry. I think TZ is one of them. Miss Zuckerbrot, take this advice. Some of one of you, seven people that are listening, please tell her, tweet her and just say, some moron with a microphone thinks that you should say sorry, but I I, I feel like I could, that could have saved her. She's she's not going for it anyway. If you have any of that powder, throw it out. They're not giving people refunds at this time, which I think is fucking stupid. Don't take the shakes. Don't take the bars. Don't do it because some people were saying on Gellis' Instagram they haven't had they didn't have symptoms and then all of a sudden they maybe there's like bad batches. I don't know, but. This is not good. I'm telling you. If stuff makes me revert back to my postpartum self from four years ago, like something's wrong. I'm sorry. She's got to she's gonna make it right. Anyway, tweet at me. Leave a note on the page. where I want to hear if any of you have, have had this happen to you. Because I, every, every one of my friends that – hopefully you're listening to this. You're all in the F factor. You're all skinny as fuck. Tell me why you're – because I didn't lose any – I gained weight because there's like – my stomach is like full of every – shake i eat for six weeks it's disgusting i think what we have to do is just we gotta like just i i i for me i'm gonna stop doing all this crap i'm gonna get my little beauty chef shake and i'm just gonna eat right i'm not gonna eat banana bread over the garbage bag crying anymore like a loser like i just need to i just need to like eat like a normal human being and i'm gonna be fine i don't need the f factor I've also been watching Million Dollar Beach House on Netflix. So this is a Hamptons, Long Island sort of ripoff of Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. I watched the first three episodes last night. Um, I think I'm going to like it. It's it's only half an hour, which is kind of nice. It's, it's a quick, you can text while you're watching it. You don't really have to pay attention. But it's five brokers um, set in, I think they're in an East Hampton agency. It's called Nest Seekers. So it's Nest Seekers is kind of like if you're not on the East Coast, it's sort of like a Me Too kind of a um, real estate agency. It's like it's not as it's not one of the big three. It's kind of one of the new like boutiquey ones, which are actually becoming kind of cool now. So they're but they're not like a huge agency. They're smaller offices, which sometimes is better because there's more money to go around, like less you know big fishes in there to take the commissions away from the little guys, which is kind of nice, but. So it's these five agents at Nest Seekers in East Hampton. And the series, it's it's set up exactly the same as Million Dollar Listing. It's like the drone shots with the cool stats that show up on the screen. And it's, you know, every episode is three houses. And then there's like stupid fights. And the owners show up, which never happens in real life. Like I've sold multiple homes in my life. And I've never attended my own open house. But whatever. So the series opens on basically a house commercial to set up the scene and set up the brokers and all five brokers are standing around gushing over this house which is absolutely gorgeous this is high-end Hamptons real estate and they're all standing around going oh is this deck made out of Brazilian parrot beak and oh yes it is and then oh look at the craftsmanship of that indoor pizza oven and then they spend five minutes talking about the indoor pizza oven indoor pizza oven um That, I paused and rewinded that scene like three times. I'm like, indoor pizza oven? Like, why don't you pay me half the price of what that costs, and I'll come and burn your house down for that amount, and you will save money. Like, who the hell would put an indoor pizza oven when there's a huge two-acre lot right in back of you? Put it outside. Oh, my God. Anyway, so it's JB, who is like the newbie. He's sort of like the newbie guy. He looks exactly like Kevin Connolly from Entourage. Same build, same face, whatever. Um, Michael is, the he's like a 30 year old former football player. He's the most enormous human I've ever seen in my life. He's a local guy. He's like a bro. He's always, um, he's got that like bro accent. He's always like flopping his arms around, like like his arms are very long. You know the type, I can't explain it. But he's like very goofy and sweet and his wife's about to have a baby and he's like, Clearly, very excited and nervous about that, which is sort of sweet. Um, his client in the first episode is the most vile person I've ever seen in my life. He's this disgusting New York City douchebag that wears sunglasses inside, and he talks about being in finance. He's just a like, finance, 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 finance. It's like, well, what? You know, those guys don't actually like have real jobs. But, and he's trying to buy a $6 million beach house, and he's just such a dude. I just, ugh, my skin crawls when I see guys like this, because I, I haven't seen one in a while, but, oh, God. The sun, you know, the, they wear, like, tinted sunglasses inside, even if it's, like, it's, they're not glasses, but they're not sunglasses. They're just, like, a color wash over your eye. Oh God, kill me. Anyway, so this guy, Michael, is like 30 something years old about to have a baby. So he's like hustling really hard cause he wants to be able to provide for his family. So I, I respect that. He used to be a model in Italy. We get to see all those pictures. They're pretty gross. Um, he makes like disgusting sex jokes with his client. Like he gets on the bed on all four. It's just like, ugh, it's just vile. But I don't know, there's something sweet about it, but he's definitely one of those like bro guys. And he's got a very broy relationship with that guy JB. Like, they're always hugging and, like, flirting. It's weird. I don't know. They keep saying they're, like, brothers. And I'm like, I see lovers. I don't know. Jimmy is the, um, kind of, the head of the office. He's sort of goofy looking. He's sort of, like, he sort of, like, has his mouth open all the time. You know the type. You know what I'm talking about. Once you see it, you're like, oh, that guy. Um, And he, I was kind of like, he's so boring. But I think he's actually going to be the one I like the most. He seems like... He seems like he's sort of shying away from the other four in that he's basically their boss, and he doesn't really he doesn't really want to get. He, I think that guy has a lot of high net worth clients and actually makes money and does really well. And he does he's like I'll be on it, but I don't want to like be associated with you people too much. So I think I'm gonna end up really liking him. Um, Peggy is the token woman. Um, she's like a cute girl. She's always wearing these like flowy gowns like, in the middle of the day, and they keep keep saying, oh, it's the beginning of the seasons in the Hamptons. Well, the beginning of the season in the Hamptons is May, okay? Like, May 30th, and it's fucking cold in the Hamptons. It's actually freezing fucking cold in the Hamptons until August, okay? Like, you cannot, I can't even, like, we used to go to the Hamptons all the time. I couldn't even, like, dip my toe into our pool or the ocean until August. It's freezing. So she's wearing these, like, silky strappy back dresses with no jacket in the middle in like the middle of May which it's probably 60 degrees whatever it's, just, it's very inauthentic to me it annoys me because I'm like I bet she hired some stylist or got sponsored by Love Shack Fancy to wear that dress and there's no I mean she's I she's got to be high on cocaine to be walking around in 60 degrees in a piece of tissue but anyway and also you would never dress like that to show a house like what are you doing Every, every time I ever looked at a house in the Hamptons, they were, like, wearing, like, khakis and a tank top. It's not, it's, I mean, I guess I wasn't buying a $20 million house, but you know what I mean. It's just, it's a little much. Um, so Peggy was a New York City agent, and she said, well, I kept referring people out here to other agents to buy beach houses. So every summer, I'm just going to come out here myself and do it myself. And I'm like, great idea, but it really doesn't work like that. Like, maybe if she worked for Nest Seekers in Manhattan and she sort of was like, can I sit in your office for three months? But like, you can't just like move to another part of the state and start pra- like doing real estate there. It doesn't really work like that. There, there, there'd probably be agents at Nest Seekers in Long Island that would be like, fuck you, get out of here. Like, let's, no. It, I would, no. I'm not buying it. Um, but she's sort of like, they've set her up to be sort of like the Greek chorus and... Look at all these dumb guys, and I'm the only one with my brain because I'm a woman. It's sort of like that. Even though it's true, she really is the only one with a brain. So maybe it's not a setup, it's just happening na- happening naturally. But she makes them all look very stupid all the time. The next guy is Noel. He, and there's a debate in the show about whether it's Noel or Noel, And I think it's probably Noel, like, in in real life. And he's, like, trying to sound more, like bougie so it's no I don't I don't even it's so dumb but anyway he's this very skinny like fashion editorial looking black guy from Minnesota he wears these great like slim suits I mean my husband is horrified by it but I I actually think like he looks cool like he's got these like the first episode he's wearing like the salmon fitted suit like a salmon peachy suit with like a white shirt it looked good and he has like cool sunglasses all the time he just like looks like a cool guy um, the, the other guys are very mean to him, which in the beginning I felt bad for him because they were kind of picking on him a little bit, which I thought was, like, very bro-y and shitty. And then you get to know this Noel, Noel guy, Noel, whatever, and you're like, he's so pretentious. It's like, it's too much. He's They're not picking on him to be mean. Like, they're picking on him because he deserves it. So Noel has a twin brother named Joel. I'm not kidding. They look exactly the same, who is a tv star in korea and speaks fluent korean which is kind of cool but he comes out to celebrate their twin joint birthday and noel the tool hires a cello player so they're all sitting around this cute hampton's backyard like playing ping pong and having white claws and then this woman comes and puts her chair down and starts playing like vivaldi it's so fucking weird and pretentious and dumb and i don't i don't know if they're doing it on purpose but he just looks like such a loser So the other thing about Noel is that he's got a huge listing on the beach in Amagansett, which is probably one of the most coveted locations in the world. I mean, it is just gorgeous. And even like the shittiest house on the beach in Amagansett would be $10 million, maybe more, maybe twelve. million. So Noel is selling this house, and it's really cool. It's stunning. It looks like one of those LA modern things built into a cliff, but it's... You could literally walk into the ocean from your house in Amagansett. He listed at $30 million when all of the comps around him are like $17 million. And listening to him try to explain that is is laughable. And he has basically... There one client comes and kind of calls him on it. And this guy basically is like well, you don't know the process of you know all of the details that go into this. And the guy's like, well, actually, I'm a builder. And it's very awkward, and Peggy is actually representing him, and the two of them get into a fight. It's pretty juicy. It's good. Um, what else? Yeah, it's good. I think you guys should watch it. I'm only on episode three. It's going by pretty fast. But they're all like I- – I will warn you, it's a little bit like – even though it's Hamptons and they're selling really high-end real estate, it's a little bit like I could see why Bravo probably passed on it. It just seems like a little unpolished, and they're all like kind of dumb. Like the two like bro guys from Long Island. Like there's one scene where they're fighting about like they don't know if it's the the expression is nip it in the butt or nip it in the bud, and they're like the butt. Like it's just, I, yeah, I don't know. Try it. I-, I liked it. I think it's worth watching. I'm gonna be literally finished with it in one day, but, and I'm not gonna learn anything from it. But the houses are cool, and it's something to watch. I recently downloaded Open Book by Jessica Simpson on Audible. I love buying autographs, autobiographies, not autographs, autobiographies and memoirs on Audible because they are usually read by the person that wrote or ghost wrote, um, by the person that actually wrote it. So it's super cool to hear their story in their own voice. Um for some reason I don't really like fiction on Audible. It's like hard to follow with all the characters anyway. Um, I want to start by saying I devoured this book. I am forever a fan of Jessica Simpson. I just I love how she leads with her faults and kind of tells it like she it like it is and she's always been kind of like a me too, like a cheater, a cheater brand, kind of a third best in Hollywood. She was in Britney, she was in Christina and she knew it and she was like kind of in on the joke and she believe it or not, I think she was one of the first people to do a reality show. 'Cause I think at that point she had nothing to lose and she was just like, ugh, oh, whatever, I don't care, I'll fart on TV. So she's always been that way. And I think she plays up the dumb blonde a little a little bit. I I actually believe she is a little stupid and she owns it, which I I kind of like. Like I I just personally like people that don't take themselves too seriously. She's evolved now more into like a business like a personality and a business person and not really a singer or a hot girl anymore. And like I, I like her better this way. But anyway, I listened to it about four days in the car and walking my dogs. And I just loved it. Um, she starts off by saying she was asked to write a business-focused memoir about her path to success with her one billion, one billion, fashion and lifestyle brand. And when she sat down to write it, she felt like she needed to open up and be more honest about her life first. So I think that business book may be coming, but she wanted to, like, clear out her soul first. So she begins the book... Telling the story about the day last year when she was confronted about her alcoholism and became sober, like what? She's an alcoholic. Like I'm already hooked. Like what? Love it. Like a mom, like a drunk mom going to the school concert. Like oh, the. Oh, I'm so glad she left with that because I might have been bored if she didn't. Total bombshell, at least for me. So she basically walked around with a cup of vodka and ice and juice for years. Some days starting at seven a.m. and her husband enabled her by not. Allowing her to drive their children around and just like keeping her out of sight when she was drunk and people were around. She describes her rock bottom moment as how the intervention happened. Actually, let me, I just want to be clear. There's no way I could be a fucking alcoholic. Like no one helps me with the kids. No one is driving them to dance class. Like, fuck, no. She, she, that guy doesn't have a job. Like, of course she's an alcoholic, whatever. Anyway, it's shocking. So she basically, she said it hit home for her. Because she describes she was drunk. I mean, she would. I don't like that whole like mommy needs wine, like all that dumb crap. They sell all these things on Etsy, like mom juice. I think it's funny for a second, but like, then I see some of my. It's cute, and then sometimes I see some of my friends and even me at times, and you're like, okay, take it down a notch. Like, I don't know. I do. I need to drink a lot of days, but sometimes it's not that funny. And This is one of those stories, and I really thoroughly enjoyed it because. There's nothing better I like than someone just like me that's a bigger fuck-up than me. She's a fuck-up. Not anymore. Actually, she was not a fuck-up. She is a million-dollar, a billion-dollar business. I have a podcast with eight fucking listeners and LOL surprise headphones and a microphone I bought for six bucks. Who's laughing now? Anyway, everyone likes wine. It makes mothers look like stupid lushes that have live, laugh, love signs all over their house. I can't stand it. Just everyone likes wine. You don't have to say moms like wine. My husband drinks wine. Everyone likes wine. Stop with the wine. It's annoying. Anyway, I wrote this a little bit drunk, so read into that what you will. Google Jessica's appearance on Ellen. I believe it's October 2018. She is completely wasted. I'm going to post it in the show notes, actually. Um, It's hilarious, but after reading this, it was very sad. Because you watch it and you're like, oh God, what an idiot. And I'm looking at her now. I watched it after she talked about it in the book. I was like, oh my God, she's completely wasted. It's so sad. The book then goes into her childhood growing up as the child of a preacher. The newly gay Joe Simpson, also a fashion designer of men's color-blocked blouses. More on that later. Allegedly. Allegedly. By the way, she does not out her dad in the book, which I understand, but I was really disappointed. I was waiting for that the whole time. Like, let's talk about the gay dad that pretends to be a photographer. No. She discusses sexual abuse at the hands of a female friend, a car accident when she was two years old, where she, she suffered a head injury resulting in slow speech and a stutter, and her path to becoming a gospel singer and then a pop star under the tutelage of Tommy Matola. Yes, the asshole ex-husband of Mariah Carey, who is now married to Latina Hadi Talia, who is allegedly being courted by the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. More on that next week. I hope she replaces Ramona. Well, no, that's... No. Ramona's New York. Whatever. I love an OG, but Ramona has no storyline, and it's time to pack it in, and we need people on that show that still get their periods. More on that next week. <laughs> um, a few things in the book I thought were challenging, and I'm not judging her. I'm just saying this is this is just how I feel. Um, I am not convinced from reading this book that she is sober, I looked on YouTube for a few of her book tour appearances for this particular book and she was just like she's like she either medicated or I don't know maybe she's on like major Xanax but I'm not saying this to be cruel I just think that's one part where she's not being honest. Maybe she's taking Valium and she thinks that she's sober cuz she's not drinking but I don't know. And I don't feel she was honest about her involvement with Johnny Knoxville when she was married to Nick Lachey and he was also married. She says she had an emotional affair with him before her divorce from Nick Lachey, but I do not believe that was it. I think she's trying to protect everyone and um, also her reputation. So I, I don't believe it. I don't. I think she, she banged him many times. Uh, another thing you'll find from this book that John Mayer is a disgusting, foul pig and he should be quarantined for the rest of his life. We all kind of knew this, but this book just... I mean again it's it's her story, her word against his, but he sounds like a nightmare garbage pail person. Another thing that I, I read I got from this book, and maybe you won't, because I had a friend that was like, What are you talking about? But I felt I feel like she's easily manipulative and really easily taken advantage of. And she she just she always has like her friends working for her. Like if you remember on Newlyweds, she had like that girl, her friend Cece like worked for her and she like lived with her and she was her assistant. And then she talks about her 40th birthday party where she goes to like Italy with 16 of her friends and you know she paid for everything and like she just seems to have a lot of hangers on even her husband her husband doesn't even seem to have a job right now and remember we said earlier he was like driving her driving the kids around so she could drink and she pays for everything for everyone and and floats everyone and I think it's fine like she she makes enough money to support her family many times over, obviously. But I just find it odd that someone so successful and driven and works her butt off would pick like such a dud. Like he's a like, cute Eric Johnson, but he doesn't he was like in the NFL for like one season like 12 years ago. So I don't know. Um I Googled him and he had a, he had like one or two seasons in the NFL and then planned to go to Harvard Business School and dropped out when he was engaged to Jessica. I'm like, oh. How convenient. Um, I'm just kind of leery of people that don't work outside the home. Like, if you're not raising children or something, like, you got to... And especially, I don't want to sound sexist, but, like, especially for a man, like, you just have to have... Even if you're a billionaire. I mean, this guy probably... They probably have three nannies, and he's still... I don't know. What does he do all You got to do something. You have to do something. You can't just hang out. Especially men. I know that sounds sexist, but it's just... I just, I think they ha- I, he has to work. I don't know. I just picture him sitting around playing Xbox all day and taking the kids to like one ballet class a week. It annoys me. Anyway, I recommend this book. It's fun. It's frothy. It's a great distraction for the shitty world we're in right now. Get it on Audible. I don't think it's going to be as fun um in like a book version. And also like you do not want to walk around with that and have people like really, like, is that what you're reading? You're gonna have to like put it inside a real book, put it on Audible, put your earpods in. Her voice is very slow. She's like, no, no, no. You need to speed it up. So you can go to the little on the le- the lower left hand side. It says one x. You can speed it up to one and a half x. Speed her voice up a little bit. It's like she can't spit. She takes forever to talk. Just fucking speed it up. It's the best. Anyway, and she oh, but she does not out her dad, which really was disappointing to me. I'm going to let it go. But anyway, get it. It's called Open Book by Jessica Simpson. All right. I'm sorry about this week. It was a lot of nothing, but I really had a great guest line up for you, and I didn't deliver, and I tried my best, but next week we're going to have a guest. It's gonna be good. I already... It's already in the can. It's in the can! I'm not alone. You don't have to listen to me for half the time now. Someone... Someone with some talent. Get ready. I'm recovering from the F factor. I'm gonna get back to normal soon. I just gotta get my disgusting... Scaly rash off my forehead and then I'm ready. I'm ready for business, alright? I'm gonna go to the club. No, you can't go to a club. You can't even go to a restaurant. Inside. Maybe you can. You can't go to the bar. I went to a restaurant last night and they wouldn't let me wait at the bar. So I just stand in the parking lot like a hooker waiting for my friend. Like a really not that cute hooker. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Do something fun. Do something fun. I was driving today to work out and I passed a construction zone on the street and there was this guy. He heard me playing WAP and he heard it out my window and started dancing and it was so funny and it really gave me a lot of joy. It kind of made my day. So do something to make someone's day this week. right? So everyone's having a hard time right now. And honestly, some overweight guy at a construction site danced a WAP and it really made me feel good. So I'm going to try to pay it forward. Have a great week, everyone. Next week we have a guest. Please DM me about anything. I want to hear it. Love you. Bye.